Hello and welcome to another edition of the podcast. Uh, this is Rachel O'Mara and this is my podcast where I, I speak to individuals who I think are doing a lot to raise the uh, awareness of people's consciousness and helping us transform. Today, I am really excited to have another author with us, Dr. Alice Boys. You are a former clinical psychologist turned writer, which I uh, is near and dear to my heart. Uh, your first book is about anxiety and is called The Anxiety Toolkit. And now you have a new book coming out, and this comes out um, very soon, May 1st, 2018. It's about optimizing your thinking and behavior, and it's called The Healthy Mind Toolkit. And side note, Alice and I share the same editor, so I was given a pre-copy before, an advanced copy before it went to press, and I had a chance to read The Healthy Mind Toolkit and was blown away, and I was like, oh my gosh, I got to meet this woman. She's a she's just got so much that I resonate with in that book, and it's very similar to Pause. Welcome. It's great to have you here, and I thought uh, we could kick things off where you can lead us in a pause, and to me, that's any intentional shift in behavior, but would you be interested to do that for us today? Yes, sure. Yeah, let's do it. Great. Take it away. Yeah, so this is just a short uh, a short thing that I like to do from time to time, um, which is just a basically a body drop-in. So if you are listening to this with headphones and you can move around, like you're walking or anywhere you are, this works. So you can it, it will work seated or it will walk walking around, um, whatever's your whatever's your preference. So just for a few seconds, I'm going to give um, just a, just a few little instructions spaced out by by 10 or 20 seconds each, uh, and just if you can just follow along with what I'm saying. So what you're going to do is just drop in on your body and experience what it's like to be in your body right at the moment. You're just going to feel the the weight of your body making contact with any surfaces. Like so if you're sitting, then the, the how your butt feels making contact with whatever you're sitting on, or if you're standing, the the feeling of your feet touching whatever surface you're standing on. So you're just going to feel how your body feels in space. So pay attention to the feeling of gravity, and pay attention to any places that you can feel any kind of pain or, or anywhere that you might be holding tension in your body. If you notice any of those spots, just try and try and release that tension a little bit. And if you've got any bare skin exposed, just pay attention to the feeling of air on your skin. If you move your, your hand a little bit, move your arm a little bit, maybe you want to roll up your sleeve if you're wearing a long sleeve top, just feel it and feel the, the air making contact with your bare skin. And then just go back and, and notice anything that arises throughout any any place in your body. So any place that you're holding tension, like in your neck or in your shoulders. And just release that tension a little bit. 
maybe take one slow breath to, to finish up. So you, when you breathe in, you don't need to pay much attention to how you breathe in. But when you breathe out, you want to do that nice and slow. If you breathe out slowly, your, your, your breath in will just kind of regulate itself. So pay attention to, your, to breathing out slowly and then let yourself breathe in just however feels most natural to you. And that's it. Thank you, Alice. I was just thinking, because we do do that, right? Thinking, uh, we all know how to breathe. So I'm just reminded again, I don't have to overthink it. <laughs> yeah, and the most Thank common you. time I ever do slow breathing is just like when I go to the bathroom or when I'm waiting for something, like if I arrive mm-hmm. a couple of minutes early, um, like not early enough to 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 do like to sit in the car and do something or but if I've got a few like literally a minute or two anywhere where it's not enough time to to start something else I'll just drop in and do just maybe four or six slow breaths mm-hmm. um, and that's pretty pretty much the limit of what I do um, meditation wise <laughs> I think yeah. that's okay and I think it's all about the incremental steps and in, uh, in the book pause, I talk about micro pausing and it's literally like 30 seconds and doing something like a belly breath pause. And so thank you for sharing that with us. And yeah, uh, yeah it's a great tool to just do a couple of breaths and noticing that weight, weightiness. Uh, and I, and like that kind of leads me into a question um, around your background. So you're a clinical, uh, uh, in a previous life, you were a clinical psychologist and uh, now author. But can you talk a little bit about the why pausing or just really practicing something like that helps uh, with that state change? You know, what is going on in the behavioral way where my brain is, is, is um, and my body is responding in a way that I do feel calmer? Yeah, so... Do you have any inf- insights? Yeah. So, the, I like to have a very full full life, so I love to learn new things. I, I want to always be constantly learning. I want to be, <laughs> be constantly trying new things. So I like to have a very... I, have a, I like to um, have a very high cognitive load, right? I like to be always feeling challenged mentally. Um, but there can be a, easily be a point where that tips over into something where your mind is just kind of spinning. And so having the ability to, to take a pause can help you, it can help you shift from here and now thinking into more big picture thinking. So it's really, um, it's really easy to become that sort of rat on the wheel, just keeping on going and going. Um, and when you when you slow down your physiology, so when you take slow breaths, it means that the whole rest of your, um, the, all of the other systems in your body uh, slow down and go into what's known as prepare and plan mode. So you get out of fight, flight, freeze mode and you get into prepare and plan mode. You mm-hmm. go from sort of that short-term immediate responding mode to um, to long-term thinking about the big picture mode. And you can do that with as little as four to six slow breaths. 
So it's something that's, wow. that's really achievable to do. And there was a phrase that um, someone else mentioned actually when I was doing an interview, the reporter mentioned, and it was, I'm too busy chasing cows to build a fence. So it's easy to really to get into that mode in, in life where yeah. you're just scrambling around um, uh, and because you, you don't step back and take that, that big picture view of things and you don't, uh, you don't really assess what's the most important, what should my priorities be, you know, am, I, am I doing the... Am I behaving in the way that's consistent mm-hmm. with my values? Am I doing what's what's most meaningful to me today? Of all the things that I could do today, am I doing? Am I making the right choices? Yeah. And if just just taking a few of those pauses can make you more likely to um, to do the things I just mentioned. That's so important, and and uh, it kind of. What I really think, going back to your book, the Healthy Mind Toolkit, uh, it's reminding me of, of there's it's so rich in the details of uh, what you call self care. And can you talk a little bit about those signs that potentially self care is in need? So uh, things like the warning signs that you might need a pause or. Uh, develop, like developing a plan for what you need to do next. Can you share a little bit about what's in the book and like how can we harness our own awareness, like things that we can notice so that we can say, oh, hey, maybe maybe it's time to shift things. Yep. So what I divide it into is three categories. So early warning signs that you're that you're overly stressed out and need to take a break. Late warning signs, which are which are more severe, that you're that you need to take a break, and the signs that you're taking care of yourself well. So, what are the what are the signs that your life is in balance? So, one of my signs that my life is in, in balance is that if I'm if I'm taking a bath um, every uh, you know most nights. Um, uh, another one would be if I'm cooking from scratch at least once a week, like at least once a week I make like a curry or a lasagna or something like that rather than just throwing meals and you know, frozen meals into the microwave. And Alice, um, these are signs, to clarify, these are signs that things are going well or that I should be doing? Is that what you are, are saying? Yeah, these, these are the signs that things are in balance for you. So what are the that signs are that you're... So starting on the, yeah, so starting on the positive side. So so what are the signs that... that uh, that you're taking care of yourself well. So it can be those kinds of things. Um, it, can, it really can be can be uh, can be anything. And they kind of the um, sometimes the signs that you're taking care of yourself well and the signs that you need a break are the are the flip side of each other. But um, you can so you can put the same sort of behaviour into whichever category is is easier for you, whichever way of looking at it makes more sense for you or is something you'd rather do, you can choose to do it that way. Um, it. And then your early, your early warning signs might be um, are just things, uh, signs that you, you need to just take it a little, little easier or maybe use some of those um, very quick pausing strategies. Your late warning signs are more like you've been, you've been hammering, you know, hammering yourself too hard or you've been burning the candle at both ends too hard 
for a while, um, like for a few weeks or more, and you need to take a bigger break. So, you, so if you notice your late warning signs, it might be a sign that you need to, for example, take a whole weekend off without working, like a whole weekend off without email or social media. Imagine or, that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good yeah. Thing. Yeah. And, and honestly, like it takes, it takes till I hit my late warning signs before I actually do something like that. Um, so um, it, it um, can be, the late warning signs are often things that where something that's actually kind of physically dangerous happens, like you might, um, like my car doesn't have, uh, it doesn't, the, it's an older car, so it doesn't have the, the automatic um, turn on for the headlights. So if I, um, if I, you know, drive in the dark and forget to turn my lights on, like I don't notice that the lights aren't on, <laughs> the headlights aren't on, then that's a, um, and drive down the road a little bit like that, or, um, you know, we doing uh, those kinds of things. A, a weird one for me is dropping food and drink. So, uh, like, I get, I guess, a little uncoordinated when I'm yeah. really, really overtired. You into the wall, like I'm, I'm thinking about myself when I bump into a corner and it's clearly a corner and I don't notice that or uh, just little things that seem like, oh, I'm a klutz or I'm a klutz. And, like, actually, you're, you're not present you're not looking at it like that that's what, that's what that's coming up for me yeah um it could be for for people that get up with an alarm it could be that you're hitting you know hitting the snooze button repeatedly uh it could be all sorts of things like you find yourself running late um more than once a week or one of the things the big points that I make in the book is that when stress impacts our coping it's often because, or when stress impacts how we're how we're feeling, it's often not a direct effect. It's an indirect effect because the stress disrupts our routines. So, um, one of the things that's really important for me is I take a. Um, I'm actually still nursing my 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 toddler, so I take uh, like a, a prenatal vitamin, and um, I. I and I, and I need to do that. And um, when I, and they're kind of big and yucky. And when I've got no willpower left at all, I find it really hard to make myself take them because um, they're kind of like a little bit of, they're just a little bit aversive to take. Like I, yeah. um, so I'll find myself skipping, skipping that. So that's like where you're run down so much that you, that you skip a step in your self-care routine. And then it's that skipping of that self care that is then then causes that further unraveling. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other thing that um, that I know is like a thing for me is turning on um, Google Maps when I'm before I before I drive somewhere. So a lot of that is like when I actually know how to get to the place, but I need to know if there are any um, there's traffic mm-hmm. at, that would mean I should go a different way. Um, so I like to I like to turn I like to turn that on even even when I when I'm just driving home um, to make sure there aren't any crashes on the highway or something um, or that mean I should get off at a different exit and if I if I don't take that step of um, that thirty second step of putting my destination in before I drive out of the parking lot of wherever I am. That to me is a really um, a sign that I've just run my willpower down so low that I can't get myself to do a thing that is going to avoid 
um, future stress. Um, yeah. 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 Or not yeah. cleaning up messes is another one. Like, you know, not lean, leaving a mess. Is that from, yeah, yeah like, I'm decoding your New Zealand accent. New, uh, like avoiding your messes or like noticing those, right? Well, so like if, let's say that you could clean something up now and it's going to take you like one minute to clean it up. But if you leave it and it's, it's like, till it gets sticky, it's going to take you five minutes to clean it up. Yeah, and so, that could go for a literal or a literal mess or a figurative mess, right? <laughs> like just some, yeah, some conversation. Yeah. Funny, yeah. So all of those sorts of things, and you and you know, like it's really up to you, like whether you put which category that you put things in, um, uh, whether the whether you put things in your early in the category of early warning signs or late warning signs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so knowing that then, and no matter where your signs are, I'm a big fan of really cueing into signs too. What are some of the techniques you talk about for self care and and being on, like? Can you give us one example that maybe we could all implement today or before bedtime that might be something we could try? Yeah, I think it's not a um, it's not a specific example, but it's the principle of doing things that reduce your stress later. So it gets back to that um, I'm too busy chasing cows mm-hmm. to build a fence principle. So things just like um, like charging your devices, like having a system for charging your devices so that you don't right. end up with you know no battery. Um, so it's it's those kinds of um, so those things that that you can do that reduce your stress going forward. So not running out of things is another um, is another tip. So like a uh, something that I um, have been trying to implement is what are the what are the things that I want to have a six month supply of when I buy them I want to buy a six month supply like paper towels and toilet paper and laundry detergent and all of those kinds of things where when you like run out of those things you need to make a special trip to the shop to mm-hmm. the, to the store to get those things now <laughs> um, you know you can't wait yeah. the two days for Amazon or whatever it is. Um, yeah. So, like, trying to um, think big picture and think about what are the behaviours that will actually give you a, um, you know, give you a, a high return in terms of mm-hmm. a, really, a, in a really practical way of reducing your stress going forward. Yeah, and I, I, I think knowing from my side. A lot of times people are drawn to the message of pause is, is that there's either a, a feeling of stuckness or burnout too that uh, either one's experiencing or potentially think like have experienced so that now you, you know you need a pause and these self-care techniques. And uh, one of the things that I remember from your book was making a list of things that you typically need to know, but you have to go back and search for many times. So like yeah. um, today I was just yeah. looking at a, an ID number that I needed and I was like, oh, I need to write this down on my little list. I keep it on uh, on my phone, so I have it there, but mm-hmm. um, things like that. And, 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 I, and that brings up, I think, another topic of, of um, yeah, just, I think we're all prone to procrastination and uh, thinking about things that like, oh, I can put that off later. And like you talked about the mess and knowing if you have a minute now to clean it up and it's similar to, uh, even the David Allen's getting things done where yeah. if it's like you can do it in two minutes, that's the email you answer now versus you set it off and do it later. Um, but procrastination, I think affects us all in some way, shape or form. And you talk about that too, uh, 
but uh, is there anything like from a strategy side that you could also talk about? Because I think um, that's always a culprit that can creep up, even if you're very intentional and you don't want to procrastinate. What would you What would you advise for anyone who just wants to be a little better on getting that stuff done? Yeah, so one of the things that I find really helpful, there in the book there's 21 strategies for reducing procrastination and avoidance. And the idea, I think, with um, with there there are a couple of overarching principles in the book, and one is that you what we're not looking for is solutions that are going to solve every single variant of our problem every single time. What what you're looking for is solutions that you can put into your toolkit that will um, that will solve some variants of a problem some of the time or improve some variants of a problem some of the time. So that's a much more realistic way to look at to look at it. Yeah. So you might from that list of twenty one strategies, you know, maybe there's like six or seven where you think, oh yeah, I'm kinda of interested in those strategies or those fit with yeah. my my personality and my nature. Well if you have six or seven, then then chances are that one of them is going to feel both applicable and doable for whatever problem that you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what you want to build up. And also um, you're not looking for a strategy that is going to work for your whole lifetime necessarily. You might um, use a strategy for a while and then um, then you find yourself um, not really using that strategy. Um, so I know like a, a client once gave me the example of how she used to um, like put her gym clothes in the car um, like the night before and that used, that worked for getting her to go to the gym for a few mm-hmm. months and then the strategy kind of stopped working. And so, and that's kind of normal, right? That a strategy will work right. for a while and then you'll need to change it up. So you want to learn a, a, a diverse range of strategies. Um, yeah, one of our brains is, our brains get excited and like know what we're up to, and then they don't work as well. Yeah, or you just get bored with it, or you don't have the um, you know you don't have the willpower yeah. at the top of the funnel to implement that strategy yeah. for some reason. Um, you know, whatever it is, you don't need to kind of necessarily like overthink too much about why it stopped working, or you know why you yeah. can't get yourself to do something. Just try something else. Um, is there one so, that's fa- a favorite for you out of those 21 that just works like you just have really taken to it? Uh, one of the ones that I use a lot is reducing the size of the task. Um, so like I, I blog, so I'll write blog posts and sometimes I'll start the blog post, like I'll come up with a title and it will be like seven ways or seven tips for, uh-huh. for blah, blah, blah. And if I'm having trouble getting that finished, I'll just, I'll reduce it. So instead of writing seven, I'll write five or I'll write three. <laughs> and yeah. um, often that's an, that's enough and people, you know, generally prefer shorter posts. The other one I use a lot is just doing the first step of of, of things. So, um, and often that's kind of like a getting, getting ready step, finding a piece of information that you need. So um, writing to someone to get their address or um, just doing, doing the absolute first step of, of, of whatever it is that you need to do. And sometimes I like to do where this, 
something like that's a Monday task, I like to do the very first step of it on a Sunday, just so I don't feel overwhelmed about starting it on a Monday. I'll do like um, 10 minutes of something on a Sunday to get myself started on a work task for the week. You could just simply pause uh, Sunday night and say, what are my things on my, and we probably all do this to some effect. So maybe it's easily done on a Sunday night, but what about on a Tuesday where you're, you know, maybe a little more tired and saying, what are the things I need to get done tomorrow? And what's the first step? Switching gears a little bit, Alice. So I'm going to take advantage of your former clinical psychologist views here. People still don't change their habits or there might be this hesitancy to want to do things differently. And I call it like being out of your comfort zone and, um, you know, from your side, from the world, from the world that you know, can you share a little bit about why is why is that so hard? Why, like we're wired to kind of avoid that fear and just want to do different things. So, do you have any insight that can just help us, us and those who aren't necessarily having the same background as you, um, like learn more about what what can we do to to like really be on our own side for changing things? Yeah, so there's a chapter in the book um, that it starts off with a um, a bunch of talking about a bunch of mechanisms that that can lead to self sabotage, and that's kind of what you, you're getting at here. So, um, like one example is there, there are diff- there are different mechanisms, right? So, one of the one of the mechanisms is is hit, where there are hidden payoffs. So, for example, someone overworks because by overworking, they um, they they can avoid focusing on whatever is going on in their relationship, right, whatever right. is going so on in their marriage, for example. And, yeah, you stay late at the office, and it, because that's just like what you know. Yep. Um, so you know, maybe um, maybe somebody likes to call their partner lazy, for example, and by by being a super workaholic themselves, they can kind of. Re- Retain that balance of the, of superiority over their over their um, partner, um, or they can just avoid dealing with their partner's complaints about whatever they're doing at home because they they write it up and say, "Well, look, I'm just crazy busy. I just don't have any any energy left for dealing with I don't know any other stuff." Just <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Yeah. So that kind of thing, the hidden payoff thing. Um, another is um, intermittent reinforcement. So like let's say you'd nag your partner a lot to do things and nine out of the 10 times nagging doesn't work, but one out of the 10 times it does. So um, intermittent reinforcement is really powerful. It's like the slot machine effect. So, you know, we, we, we play a slot machine and most of the times we don't win, but the time we do win just really activates those reward centers in our brains and is, keeps us really hooked into that behavior such as playing the lotto playing the slot machine so um, any behavior that um, and a, a really important example of that is where you is overthinking to find solutions to problems so um, overthinking may not generally result in moving and finding good solutions to your problems so just kind of ruminating on things but if ruminating causes you to um, hit on an, a good solution like once in a while you mm-hmm. keep using that strategy over and over, even though there are kind of like huge, huge costs to using that strategy uh, generally. Yeah, usually I find the overthinking process never helps. <laughs> like I'm usually worse off if I'm overthinking anything. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, another one is where you are attempting to solve the wrong problem. So um, this is an example I have in the book, which is that um, I have a uh, um, sometimes I have a problem with not not finishing things, so abandoning things halfway and then not not getting um, not getting uh, back to them. Um, and Gretchen Rubin actually has a thing where where she divides people into people. Um, to ca- the category of, of person where some people have a harder time starting and ha- some people have a harder time finishing. And I'm definitely someone who has a harder time finishing than, than starting. Um, and what I realized is that um, that when I don't finish something, it's usually when I've been working for an hour or more without a break. So I, I really abandon um abandoned tasks half finished within the first hour of working on that task. So what I really needed to do is wasn't so much solve the problem of half finishing things was solve the problem of not taking enough breaks. So, um, uh, so, you know, you trying to find willpower strategies to get myself to keep going uh, when actually what I needed to do was take a break was kind of like the wrong problem to be solving what else I'm just trying to think what else is in that um, what else is in that chapter so those anyway those are some of the those are some of the main ones the main yeah that's a good list yeah use. thanks I think those are all really good and and I know for our for our listeners since the book isn't out yet i uh, I want to just hit on there's plenty of really good detailed tips and learning about the psychology behind it a lot with things like relationships. You've got a chapter on work and money, how, how we, how people are self-sabotaging themselves at work or patterns related to money. So they all go back to our, our beliefs and and not necessarily things that are really accurate, but how we've grown up in the world. And uh, you even talk about things like attachment theory in your book and make that really easy and easy to understand. And, uh, and so I, I, I think, your book is a very powerful way to learn more about oneself, but also really come up with some ideas that can work for you. Cause it's just like all of this is like an encyclopedia for you and anyone like a buffet of these cool tips and the idea is to take what works and, and bring it into your life, whatever, whatever parts you need and depending on what you're working on. Right. That, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, there's a Martha Stewart, a huge Martha Stewart book that's called like the Housekeeping Handbook or something. <laughs> and it just has tips for every kind of problem, like around the house that uh-huh. you could possibly need, like how to get different kinds of stains out. And like it's, it's this yeah. massive, it's this massive, massive, massive book. And it's really yeah. cool. And that's kind of what I wanted to do with this book, um, but in terms of the, the mind um, so and you're like the, the mind healthy, and behavior. Healthy, yeah, you're like the Martha Stewart version of healthy, healthy mind. <laughs> yeah, like you healthy can go better, to this, you know, mind. yeah, when a, you know, when a problem comes up, go, you, you know that, that you can go to the section, the section, the relevant section, and you can find some useful practical information in there. Some really easy, like bullet points of um, of how to solve whatever problem is is happening for you at the time. Yeah, and and yeah, and then I think like the last thing I love I, that I want to share is is because when you learn about your own background and and kind of have that psychological angle, you kind of see all of these things that you weren't aware of. At least in my case, I know that's what I've been 
discovering about myself as I've been studying emotional and social intelligence. And now I'm a coach and like, I just pass that along to anyone who just wants to learn a little bit more about yourself, but in a really grounded uh, scientific way in this, in the behavioral psychology world, uh, Dr. Boyce's book is, is just really good for that. And, and uh, I think we'll, we'll wrap up here, but before we go, Alice, I ask all my guests really, what, what are your things that you do in your world to pause? And, and I'm sure you have a lot of your book things, but I know you mentioned you're a, you're a big Google home fan. So can you talk a little bit about that? And then also a uh, little disclaimer, I work at Google, but this is not a plug. I'm just interested. And, and then anything else, I know you've got your toddler, so I'm sure there's some things you could probably share on that too. Cause you do do a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, just with my, with my uh, toddler, like I, we, her and I take a bath together. Um, so that's something that um, that gives me uh, some structure um, to the in, in my in my day and make sure make sure that I have some quality uh, time with her. So that's just a really simple one. Um, the Google the Google Home stuff is more about um, having a, a less cluttered mind. So I get I've got uh, my kind of brain is running. Um, kind of fast and overloaded a, a lot of the time so I get get distracted so I'll do things like put a load of laundry on and then forget to hang it out because I've just completely forgotten that I that I've put it on so I use the the Google Home for setting setting a timer um so I'll, I'll put the load of laundry on and then I'll just call out to the Google Home and say set a timer for 30 minutes which reminds me to go mm. and to go and get the laundry out of the machine and put it on the line. Um, awesome. So I use that, that a lot. That one. Uh, the, other, the other thing I find just really helpful is um, uh, if for anything that you want to do hands-free, so you don't want to interrupt what you're doing. So you remember that you needed to put something on your calendar or to set a reminder or any of those things to be able to just to just call out to it yeah. without interrupting what you're doing. So um that's uh and also it means you don't have to turn your uh you don't have to necessarily turn your computer or your phone on if, if you've turned those things off um something uh i mean i love to um to to use it to play media through the through my tv so i find that i'm a lot less mm-hmm. likely to um like binge watch if I play stuff through my TV because I don't get those yeah. um like su- suggestions. I don't go down the YouTube rabbit hole. Um yeah. so um I can just call out to the to the Google home and say, you know, play such and such on on um on Chromecast and have it come up and then I'm more likely to just watch that one thing that I wanted uh wanted to watch. Cool. Um yeah, just all, all. I mean, I'm, I just, I constantly use it. I find it really, really useful for not having, for being able to just take things off your mind. Um, I also use the remember function, so um, which again gets back to that um, too busy uh, chasing cows to build fences. So if I um, put something somewhere and I want to remember where I've put it, I will say. Um, and I won't use the trigger word in case people have it in their house and they're playing this uh, podcast out loud, but I will, um, you spell it. I will ask, I will, the trigger word is to get the, get the, the, the Google to wake up, (laughs) (laughs) which if you say it, then it wakes up everyone's thing. So, um, so just, um, saying, uh, asking it to remember 
where where I've put something. So remember, I put my passport in the in the in the linen cupboard, and then you can just say, mm. "What did I ask? Yeah. What did I ask you to remember about my passport?" And it will say, "On such and such a date, you said, remember I put mm-hmm. my passport in the linen cupboard.' So anything anything like that, like um, uh, and you, any word will trigger it up. So um. I'll use that for things like receipts where I might need to return something where I want to um, remember where I've put the receipt for that that item. So if I need to return it, that, that I can. So you're just, yeah, so um, you're just there, keeping a mental log of uh, a directory of all the things that you want to catalog in your brain and you're using any, it could even be like um, the Amazon Echo or, or Siri and Google Home. Like those are tools we can leverage to to clean out and have more of that healthy mind is that what I'm that's kind of that's kind of neat I like that that use of it yeah they they you know they just allow you to take anything off your mind and they also stop you doing you you ending up spending 10 minutes looking for something um because and it's really easy to get it to recall so you can just use any like if it was an item that you bought at, at target or something you can say ask you know tell me what I asked you to remember about target or mm-hmm. tell me what I asked you to remember, remember about receipts and whatever it is it will break or just any word that you've put in what you've asked it to remember it will yeah. just bring it up what it's like really flexible yeah 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 well, well that's awesome thank you for letting me think more about that too I'm sure there's many things I could probably use that for uh and and so in closing Alice, uh, where can people find more out about you and your book and uh, help us find find out more? Where can we find you? Yeah, so um, you the so one book you can get from Amazon and all the other usual places. Um, the other book is available for pre-order at the moment. If you mm-hmm. sign up to my email list, you get the first chapter of my first book, The Anxiety Toolkit, for for free if you want to um, do that. And so um, so that's on – you can sign up through aliceboys.com. Um, you A-L-I-C-E-B-O-Y-E-S.com, right? You're yep. And then most of my blogging I do on Psychology Today. Um, so um, – and that same email address whenever I write a new blog post you'll get a notification um, that there's something new new, new there to read. So those are the main ways. Okay. Well, great, Alice. Thank you so much for being with us today.